Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining this week's message from Zoe Church, Los Angeles. We are starting a brand new series out of Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're going to be talking for the next few weeks about renewing your mind, because if you think right, you will live right. So we're going to be jumping in in just a moment, but I want to thank every person that partners with us to help us get the message out. Thank you for those that give faithfully to our church. It's the first Sunday of the month, so we always honor and celebrate every person that gives faithfully at Zoe Church. If you'd like to begin your faith journey in the area of tithes and offerings, you can text Zoe to 77977 or go to our website and you can start to give there. But thank you to every person that gives faithfully to Zoe. Let's Let's jump into this week's message. It's called, I've made up my mind. The mind is the most powerful weapon you have in your life. The, the mind has been given to you by God to be used to glorify God. And I want to get your, I want to get your mind right. I want to get rid of your stinking thinking. You ever have stinking thinking? Kind of like your mind's not right, and you're like, I don't want to see anybody. Don't nobody make eye contact. Because i got to get my mind right. You need to understand that your mind is so powerful that your subconscious thinks 70,000 thoughts a day, and your conscience has 6,000 thoughts a day. And if we're not careful, that subconscious, by the way, 95% of your thoughts are reoccurring thoughts. They're not new. You just keep thinking about the same thing over and over. And we've got to take control of the subconscious and not let that guy be the driver. We've got to let our conscience become the driver so we can steer our place, steer our life into health, not damage. We need to get our mind right. We're going to get our, going to get our mind right. We, I, I read a book years ago by Joyce Meyer. She said, the mind is a battlefield. And you got to be careful because... What the enemy is fighting for is the same thing that God is fighting for, and they're both fighting for your mind. And whoever wins that battle wins your life. So God loves you enough to tell you exactly how to think, exactly what to think about, exactly how to live. We've got to get our minds back, take control, because it's like my son uh, today, after the services, I'm going to go to my son's playoff game. He's got a playoff baseball game. I've been trying to teach him. Sports, son, is 10% physical. It is 90% mental. Just like life. Life is not about where you work. Life is not about where you live. Life is about how you think. And if you think right, you will live well. Amen to that. Let's go here. Romans chapter 12. Watch what the Bible teaches us. This is Paul the Apostle. He is writing here. He's writing to the church in Rome. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. I'm going to pause there. Let's replace brothers and sisters with Zoe. Let's just call it Zoe. Therefore, I urge you, Zoe. 
I'm urging you, Zoe, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let me just pause there. I'll get to verse two, but let me just, let's let's look at verse one. Therefore, I urge you, Zoe, in view of God's mercy. So my question to you today is, what, what kind of view do you have? What are you looking at today? What's, what landscape do you see? Because you should see God's mercy on your life. Therefore, in view of the cross, in view of God's faithfulness, therefore, in view of God's goodness, present your bodies a living sacrifice. See, in the Old Testament, they would kill an animal and they would sacrifice to God. In the New Testament, we die to our ego and we sacrifice ourselves to God. So we don't just give tithes in the New Testament. We give our lives in the New Testament. We're not just giving God a song. True worship is not you doing alligator arms during the set. True worship is not you throwing frisbees during worship. True worship is not you doing a hot yoga during the praise song. True worship is how you live your life. It is not about how you give a tithe. Therefore, in view, in view, what's your view today? What do you see, Zoe? What's in front of you? What's in, it should be the cross. It should be the blood. It should be the lamb. It should be heaven. Therefore, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Here's my time. Oh, here's my talent. Here's my, tra- it's all yours, God. See, I want to just give you the, how to unlock freedom in your life. To unlock freedom in your life, live as a steward, not as an owner. I don't own my car. I don't own my house. I don't own my gift. I don't own nothing. It all belongs to Jesus. I hope the West Side clapped better than Miguel because that was like. He don't own my Tesla. I pay that thing, and I bat and I okay, okay, Ruby, come on. So, so therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters of Zoe Church, in view of God's mercy, that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing before the Lord. Look at verse two now, and do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And do not conform. Do not conform. You're not a, if you're a Christian, if you believe in Jesus, you're not a conformist. You're not conforming. You don't live like the world. You don't spend like the world. You don't think like the world. You don't post like the world. You're not a conformer. God called you to transform, to be changed. How does God change your life? He changes your life by changing your thinking. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind. You got to get your mind renewed. You got to get your mind renewed. See, I think the problem is that a lot of us, you're more into meal prep than you are mental prep. A lot of us are more concerned about the next meal we're going to have than the next mental exercise we're going to make. And the problem is for a lot of us, because you're not in prehab, you're in rehab. And if you don't get right in your mental ability and your mental exercises, it's going to cost you a lot of years and a lot of relationships and a lot of money and a lot of reputation because if you don't think right, you will not live right. And so God is calling us to be transformed by the renewing of our 
mind. See, your mind's in the gutter. Your mind's, you got stinking thinking. Your mind's on negative mode. Your mind's on critical. Your mind's on anger. Your mind's on jealousy. Your mind's on discord. And if we don't get our mind right, we will not get our life right. We got to get our thinking right so we can do what God's called us to do. Amen to that? I'm going to give you a few things to write down. Write down number one. I love this thought. Rewrite the code. Your, your brain is like a computer. And it has been coded to think a certain way. So you need to know, the brain was never meant to thrive. Your brain was barely built to survive. And so you've got to get God's word over your life because your beliefs determine your thinking and your thinking drives your behavior. Let me say it again. Your beliefs, what you believe, the most important thought you will ever have in the history of your life is the first thought that comes to your mind when you think about God. So if you think that God is good and God is faithful and God is benevolent and God is generous and God is kind, you're going to live a really good life. But if you see God as angry and disappointed and frustrated and judgmental, life's going to be hard. Because your beliefs determine your thinking, and your thinking drives your behavior. Most of us have been trying to change our behavior. God is trying to change your believing because your right believing leads to right behaving. Because if God can get your belief right, he can get your thought life, and if he can get your thought life, he can get your lifestyle. This is how God works. God's, it's all through my word. It's so I gotta wash your mind with the word. I gotta get my word over your mind. I gotta get it cleansed. I gotta get healed. I gotta get it delivered. Watch what God says. Hebrews chapter four. This is how powerful God's word is. For the word of God is living and it is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It even penetrates as far as the division of your soul versus your spirit from the joints and the marrows. And it is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. God's word is so powerful, it tells you this is not a good thought. That fantasy, that comparison, that insecurity, that jealousy, that gossip, that is not a good thought. For the word of the Lord is alive and active, sharper than any two edges. What the, what the, the Bible is saying is, is, is you don't have a chance until you recode that thing. That thing needs to be reconditioned. It needs to be rewired. It was not meant to thrive. It's only meant to survive. And so it's your privilege and it's your opportunity to get God's word in your mind, to get God's word. In the, in the Old Testament, in one of the first books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 6, God tells God's people what I want you to do with my word. Because I know that your brain can only survive, it cannot thrive. What I want you to do with my word is I want you everywhere you walk, I want you to talk about my scriptures. When you lay down, I want you to talk about verses. When you're around the table, I want you to. And then the first baseball hat ever made. It's not a Dodger hat. It's not a five panel. That's not a fedora. The first hat that was ever made is found in scripture. Look at Deuteronomy 6 and watch what God put over their forehead. Deuteronomy 6 verse 7. And you shall repeat them diligently to your sons and speak of them when you sit in your house. And you, when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up, you shall also tie them as a sign to your hand 
and you shall be, they shall be as frontlets on your forehead. You shall also write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. What's God saying? He's saying, I want my word to be the first thing on your mind. I want, you to put, I want you to wear my scripture over your mind to say, nope, we're not going to go by what we see. We're not going to go by what we feel. We're not going to go by the thinking of the world. We're going to put God's word over our mind because I got to recode this thing because this thing has got some bad thoughts in it. This thing has got some negativity. This thing's got some criticism. And I'm going to put God's word. You need to recode. You need to recode your beliefs because your beliefs drive your thinking and your thinking drives your behavior. A good friend in, in Zoe Church. Church. His name is Colin Henderson. He helps a lot of organizations and teams. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. He's spoken at our church for us conference and done team days with us. And he has, he has these great thoughts on our mental. I talked to him yesterday about the power of our mindset, the power of reconditioning. And one of the things he said is we've got to take control back. So many of us, we're just like entertaining these thoughts having these thoughts, they are not good, they are not godly, they are not beneficial, and they are not the will or plan of God for your life. And we've got to start to renew our mind. Therefore, do not conform, but be what? Transform. How does God change you? The renewing of your mind, getting your mind right. If you get your mind right, you can get your life right. Down, write down number two. I love this. The thinker controls the thought. The thought does not control the thinker. So you are the thinker. It's kind of like my kids. My kids, I don't know about you, but you ever see a kid that's emotional? I got um, three boys that are super emotional, and they get super emotional sometimes. And sometimes when I'm trying to talk to them, I'm trying to let them know, son, son, hey, hey, eyes up here, son. Right now, are you in control of your emotions or are your emotions controlling you? And they're always trying to get there. So they're like, I control my emotions. And like, that's right, you do. Like, I know. A lot of us, our thinking is so bad. It's like, we think that the thought has the power. The thought does not have the power. The thinker has control over the thought. That's why the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. If you study the Greek word for sound mind, it literally means disciplined thinking. Now, God gave you in your mind the ability to think right. God gave you the ability to have disciplined thinking. Now, he didn't give you disciplined eating. I wish he did give me that. But he did give you disciplined thinking. God says, no, no, no. The power is not in the thought. The power is in the thinker. Look at this, Proverbs 4, verse 23. Look at this. Be careful about what you think. Your thoughts run your life. It's kind of like money. I like a guy named Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey says, you don't got a money problem. You got a you problem. When he said it, I was like, oh, shots fired. Let me just say this about your mind. You don't have a mind problem. You have a disciplined thinking problem. Your mind, God has given you, but you need to use it in the way that God has asked you to use it. Be careful about your thoughts. Be careful about your thoughts because TBT, it's not throwback Thursday. Thoughts become things. 
Thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. I start thinking about this and I start thinking about that and I start thinking about them and I start thinking and thoughts become things. Thoughts expand and all of a sudden if I'm not thinking about the right stuff, that's why the Bible says whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is of good rapport, meditate on the things that are above. I can't give my mind to the clutter. I can't give my mind to the gutter. The power is not in the thought. The power is in the thinker. Anybody thankful today that the power is all mine? so God God a lot and a lot of us by the way you're like I'm not positive you're positive look at you in your little Easter outfit I'm not positive either okay I yell like I want to be such a thug you know it's okay listen the first thought that you think in the morning will not be positive. But that doesn't mean your second, third, or fourth thought has to stay negative. You have to take control back. So your first thought wasn't positive. I wake up angry every morning. Where's my coffee? But then I go make some and I get happy. You have to get to a place where you condition your brain to have a confession. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. you got to get your mind right. Get your mind right. The power is not in the thought. The power is in the thinker. You are the thinker. You are the driver. And some of us, let's just, if you're like, I'm not going to get, I'm not positive. And I have a positive upbringing. And I'm not positive, And I root for the Clippers. And I'm not positive. Okay, well, you're lost and decrepit and you need Jesus. But, 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 but let me just, can we get to neutral? Can we get to neutral? You know, like, for example, the other day I was in my car and I thought I put it in reverse. And so I put the gas and nothing happened. So I put the gas even more. And all of a sudden, like, I'm like Tokyo drifting. Like, I'm just like, I apologize to all, everyone here at the Whole Foods. I apologize. And I had to get it in gear. Maybe, maybe we just need you to start to get back to neutral. To get out of negative and back to neutral, but God can start to recode your brain. Because whatever you're doing right now, sweetie, it ain't working. It ain't working. You know it and I know it. It ain't working. Because your thoughts became things, and these things are not good. And the thought has more power than you, the thinker. Be careful what you think about because your thoughts run your life. You don't have a money problem. You have a you problem. You don't have a thought problem. You have a thinker problem. And God gave you the spirit of power and love. And what was that last one? Ah, sound mind, sound mind, sound mind, disciplined thinking. I capture every thought. I capture every thought. I make it obedient. Nope, that's a jealous thought. I'm not going to be jealous. No. By the way, some of us are so unhappy because you look at social media and you scroll and you think, oh, wow, oh, I want to go to Italy. Everybody in L.A. is in Italy. Do these people have jobs? You watch, you scroll, and you're like, oh, how come I wasn't invited? And that looks so fun. And wow. The, the problem with that, the problem with that is, is you're, you're comparing your worst days to somebody else's best days. And just a heads up, somebody knows what they're doing. When they're posting that, they're like, Gotcha. <laughs> Thirst trap. <laughs> Walked into <in>, it. <laughs> Just having some rosé in Tuscany. 
No, 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 no. I'm not putting my eyes on stuff. I'm putting my eyes on Jesus. I'm feeding my brain with the right stuff. I'm getting rid of the wrong stuff. If you got to delete Instagram, delete it. You got to protect your mental. The power's in the thinker. It's not in the thought. Write down number three. I love this one. Your inner dialogue controls your happiness. Your brain runs off self-talk. Your brain runs off self-talk. Well, I tell you, the fuel for your brain is self-talk. Do not listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. That's why I love David. David goes, why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul. Look at Psalm 42. Why are you so quiet? Why are you so downcast? For I shall yet praise him. Put your hope in God. Stop listening to your thoughts. Stop listening to yourself. Start talking to yourself. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Stop listening to yourself. By the way, you need to understand this. Your happiness is predicated on your inner dialogue, how you talk to yourself. And let's be honest, some of you talk to yourself so mean, cruel, and nasty, you don't even speak to your worst enemy that bad. And if anybody in this room were to hear how you talk to yourself about yourself, we would all be scared and we would not be your friend. Some of you need to learn how to be kind to yourself so you can learn how to be kind to somebody else. Westside, I know you're clapping better than Miguel. Come on, anybody thankful today? I can love me because God made me. And you need to understand how important it is. You talk kindly to you. You talk generous to you. I tell my boys all the time when they start fighting, I say to my sons, who are we the kindest to? And they're always going, oh, family. <laughs> say it with your chest, son. Who are we the kindest to? Oh, family. That's right. We're the kindest, because I'm not going to let you go to school and be kind to some classmate or be kind to some teammate and be cruel to your sibling. Some of you are nicer to your coworkers than you are yourself. And your inner dialogue, what do you say about yourself when you talk to yourself? What do you say to yourself when you talk to yourself about yourself? Your inner dialogue is the key to your happiness. It's never your environment, and it is never your external reality. That's why you see people that get the car, or they get the job, or the promotion, or the trophy, or the fill in the blank, and they're still unhappy. Because it's never about the external. It's always about the internal. And so I want to encourage you, can you stop listening to yourself? These 70,000 negative reoccurring subconscious thoughts are telling you about how bad you were when you were 16. Can we get over that summer? It was awful. I've got to take control, talk to myself. I'm called. I'm chosen. I'm loved. I'm forgiven. I'm free. I'm righteous. It'd be amazing what you could think about if you started to talk to yourself correctly. It's an inner dialogue. You ought to just develop a kindness with you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you're a kind person, but my loyalty is to me because I know I cannot give away what I do not have. And I'm not trying to be all L.A. right now. We need ice baths and we need, like, we need saunas. We need more saunas. We need more air ones. You don't need all that. You need to talk to yourself better. 
I'll save you $150. Talk to yourself better. Better than some ice plunge. Come on, clap if you get an amen for it. Write down the next one. You set your intention because expectations expand. You need to set your intention. Set your, wake up tomorrow and you need to say when you wake up three times, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. Set your intention. What is your motive? Because expectations expand. Matthew 7, verse 7, put it on the screen. I love this verse. He says, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. For whoever asks receives and whoever seeks finds and whoever knocks the doors open. I set my expectation. God is about to do something great in my life. I set my expectation. I'm about to be connected with the right people. I set my expectation that God's up to something that I can't see. Oh, you want to clap today? God is doing something that you don't know about. God is doing something that you ain't seen yet. Give him a praise if you're grateful. I know who God is. Don't make me preach up in this high school theater. I was at Saturday night prayer. I love this big old stage now, by the way. I just feel like just running around and doing laps, cartwheels. I was at Saturday night prayer. I was walking last night. We do Saturday night prayer. And I was just telling God last night, I said, God, I thank you. I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people. I kept walking around. I'm in the right place. Oh, come on. Somebody clap. It's the right time. And I thank you, God. I'm with the right people. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Right place, right time, right people. Some of you don't have expectations. And it shows. And it shows you're like a dead man walking. You're just floating. Whatever happens, whatever comes into my mind, whatever whim, whatever thought, whatever feeling, whatever urge, you live off impulse. You're not a sex addict. You're an impulse addict. You live off impulse. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend whatever. Because no one has control over your thoughts. Set your expectation. Set your standards. Set your life. I'm not, in, I'm not in negative anymore. I got to neutral. Amen. Maybe God could build me into positive. Maybe God could build me into faith. You understand? A lot of us are like, um, somewhere to ask you, what, what, what are you expecting right now? Um, lunch? <laughs> Maybe if they pay. No, no, no. What are you expecting God to do? What are you expecting? You got to think better than that. My fear is you're going to get to heaven, look around and be like, oh, no. Wow. You see, if I knew all this, I would have lived different down there. No, you got to you got to you got to know who God is now. That's why you need a front lift. Don't conform, transform. And the more I read the scripture, the more. The more I understand his love, my verse is Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything I could ever ask, think, or even imagine. My expectation is on Ephesians 3.20. Or better said, the God of Ephesians 3.20. You understand how powerful this is? Your mind is your biggest liability. Your mind is your biggest asset. Your your mind is your burden 
or your mind is your blessing. The pro- you don't got a money problem. You don't got an enemy problem. I heard someone say recently, most of us would rather make up an enemy than trying to face ourselves. No, you got to get into God's word so you can recode whatever that issue is. Because if you get your belief right about you and God, you get your thinking right. If you get your thinking right, you can start to live right. You're not mad at your lifestyle. You're really mad about your beliefs. You don't know what you believe. And that's why God brought you here today. That's why God brought you here. He said, we're going to deal with your beliefs. We'll leave all the lifestyle stuff later. The lifestyle stuff falls later. God, 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 God didn't show up to some fishermen and some tax collectors and be like, hey, what do y'all believe? He said, no, I'm going to teach you how to believe. And when you, th- when you think like me, you'll live like me. See, I don't want to think like the world because they don't live like Jesus. I want to think like Jesus so I follow Jesus so I can live like Jesus. Come on. Worship team, come join me. Last one today. Write write this last one down. Your words are your weapons. Your words are your weapons. Your words are your weapons. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. This command I entrust unto you, Timothy, my son, my young son in the faith, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight. According to the prophecies that were made about you, that you use these words that were spoken over you. See, some of you need to understand, somebody spoke something good over you. When you were a teenager, when you were a kid, somebody spoke a word over you that you are called, that you are supposed to do something. Somebody, and you got to use that word as a weapon. Some of us, we're letting our mind just take rush on and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Use your words as weapons. This is how I fight my battles. I fight them by using words. By the way, whatever you speak out is 10 times stronger than what you think. So speaking has 10x the power. And let's compound that a bit. When you speak out, if it's negative, it has even four to seven times greater the power than the 10. Some of us are in our car speaking negative about us. You're the worst. You're the problem. You're the issue. You always do this. 700%. You ought to be in your car. This is the day. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm saved by grace. I'm in the right place. It's the right time. I'm connected with the right people. Next year, the Lakers are going to win. Dodgers are going to take out the Yankees today. In the name of Jesus. And the Heat's going to win game two. Your words are weapons. Your words, your words paint worlds. Your words paint worlds. And so some of us, our thinking has been so bad it's affected our, our speech, our mouths. You got a filthy mouth. You got a coarse mouth. You got an inappropriate mouth. It's not the mouth that's the problem. It's your heart that's a problem. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you got a heart issue and you got a mind issue. God wants to deal with this stuff so he can deal with this stuff. Because you never fight into your future thinking bad thoughts about you. You're the worst. You're the problem. You always do this. You're such a dummy. You're from the wrong family. You're from the wrong side of town. You, your, your grandpa was this way. Your mother was this way. No, 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 no. Stop all that. Stop all that. God has not given you a spirit of fear. 
God gave you the spirit of power and love and sound mind. You understand? So we're going to renew our mind together. We're going to get our minds right. And it might take some work, just a heads up. It might take some work. I'm just giving you a heads up. But you ever notice that if you don't get into the weight room, you end up in the training room? I'm all for therapy, but I think we could prevent some of the stuff that we've had to go through if we just start to work this stuff out. And working this stuff out is not six ways to confess, I'm a good person. It's getting God's word over your mind. I don't know if you need the Bible app. I don't know if you need to listen to the Bible in your car, but we got to get rid of all those. Listen, I'm all for the pop music and the hip hop, all this. I love music, but you need God's word. And whatever we've been doing ain't working. So why don't we mix it up and change it up? Because I, I forgot to give you my title. Let me give you my title at the end of the message. I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind. I almost called it prehab so I don't got to rehab, but I went with I made up my mind. But the prehab for the rehab was like, I'm going to start to pre-condition my mind so I don't have to rehab my life from all kinds of destruction. But I've made up my mind it belongs to God. I've made up my mind I'm going to serve Jesus. I've made up my mind I'm going away from my past. I've made up my mind I'm going to do God's plan. I've made up my mind. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet, Jesus. We thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that you're a for us, God. You're a with us, God. And Lord, we just thank you that today, Lord, that you would open up our minds. I want you to put your right hand over your mind. Father, I speak a blessing over every mind. I speak healing over every mind. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, where there's been discord, where there's been jealousy, where there's been issues, where there's been depression, where there's been suicide, I speak healing. I speak health. I speak your power. We will not conform because we're being transformed. So God, I'm asking you right now, by the Spirit of God, show us how to walk with